Well, hello there. And how are you today? Gosh, it's Friday, and pretty soon you will be celebrating Father's Day. Oh yes, a time for love, appreciation, and affection. So, from into the garden and to the many dads out there, enjoy this Father's Day extravaganza. To those of you who don't know me and are new, I'm Salome Jacob. So nice to meet you, Buenas tardes, como esta, and welcome to Into the Garden. Gosh, it sure has been a quite nippy day with slight sunshine coming my way. But no matter the weather, no matter the breeze, your neck of the woods, we aim to please. Right now, Into the Garden is this place to be, the sublime place, who knows, with sparkling fire to keep you warm, so come on over, do tag along, for in the sanctuary, this haven, this place called your sublime and my serenity, is where you are met with the omnipotent, omnipresent and omniscient, ever present, ever available, three in one, where you are blessed with so much more. More of soul like never before. For in the sanctuary, it's you and my opportune time when we walk with the Lord, talk with the Lord, and wait patiently upon the Lord. So to the many fathers out there, the hearers, the listeners, feel welcome. For this Father's Day extravaganza is just especially for you. Not forgetting, hey, sassy soul, God's got you. And welcome to Sassy Soul, Friend of God 2. My lineup today is somewhat light. Yes, so full, insightful, with meditations for moms, part 11, your will be done. And then, you know, it's so awesome how God simply just turns things around. I have, as you know, Fridays sassy soul friend of God and I have already a guest but because it's father's extravaganza God pulls out all the stops and lo and behold it was laid upon Pastor Frank's heart this very morning so I have two guests to surprise you and me with pearls of wisdom. Oh, my heart simply is filled with glee. So stay tuned, stay connected, for there's so much more in store right here on Into the Garden and Father's Extravaganza Galore. The soul poem today is, you raise me up. 
and the inscription reads as follows Sassy's soul, out of the pit of darkness, he will raise you up. Have you ever heard the phrase, if life is a bowl full of cherries? Then why am I always in the pit? Well, that pit could easily be where you find yourself today. The pit of confusion, difficult situations, challenges and savory circumstances. But whatever the size of that pit, be it big or small, your pit is that dark passage, your dark room of which you think there'll be, of course, no return. Why not trust God to raise you out of the dungeon of despair, to turn the light switch on, so you can see where you're going amidst your season of fear, compromise and bewilderment, if unclear. Remember you raised me up so I can stand on mountains. How you longed for your dad to lift you up in the air. With childlike faith you trusted that thrush of wind in your hair, knowing that your father would be there to catch you should you lose your grip unaware. Well that was then and this is now. Dear child, where is your faith? right now. How many of you want to be stuck in that oblivious hole? That hole where misery knows you, fear controls you, conspire ridicules you, harass weakens you and jealousy envies you. We are all citizens of this global nation, knitted firmly together irrespective of race, colour or creed. Yet picture this, that behind each of you and my backdrop, a sadness, losses, loneliness, implications, happenings and a lot of what ifs. What then? How? When? Oh where will I begin? But one thing we have in common is to get to know him is to reach out to him, is to belong to him, to become better in him and prosperous through him. So men and women of strength and stature rooted firmly on the promises that God is in it, bringing you through it, leading you to it and taking you and me out of it. You are an original, not a copy, not a floppy, but a distinct imprint made out from the potter's hand. So dare to be different, dare to shine, dare to come to that point whereby you stand before others and walk tall to be mine. With no what-ifs, no compromise, no remorse, just love for him, knowing that you have within you not to give up, not to give in, but to endure with inner power, for you have and carry the already winning victory in you, the royal diadem, the blessings and favour with you, 
the dawn of a new day in you. And so it is, so shall it be. And this was written the 4th of August 2018. Sassy soul. If you were that woman, the infirmed woman, with faith as rich as hers, then sassy soul, out of the pit of darkness, you will arise and affirm, for he indeed will raise me up. Yeah. 
you know friday is sassy soul friend of god day well the intro of my guest today on sassy soul friend of god but i'm going to say instead sassy soul friends of god because i have two guests in store for you today pastor henry franca a survivor of stage 4 cancer. This cancer started way back in 2006. That was the start of it. And it ended in 2007. Pastor Franca has since been healed for 14 years now. And isn't God good? Well, isn't God up to something? On top of that, he ha was given his date of death. Imagine that the 30th of March 2007 but sassy soul friends of God God had plans for Pastor Franca and on the 25th of March he attended a day of healing presented by Christian Good Hope Center with the healing evangelist of note now tele-evangelist Benny Hinn this epic day Benny Hinn also wanted to take along Salama, a Muslim lady, with him back to America. For she was flowing. But for some reason or other, that didn't happen. Sassy soul, friends of God, Pastor Franco walks in the anointing of deliverance. And to many, like me, a teacher, a mighty man of God with pearls of wisdom. Gosh, I love just sitting at his feet. He's a father to so many spiritual sons and daughters. So, it is indeed a 
A pleasure and an honor to have Pastor Franca on Sassy Soul Friend of God. And together, I have Audrey Falson from Florida, USA. Yes, women of God, mighty men of God, sharpening you and me in areas that we can learn from. A friendly, dynamic, working mama with a lovely demeanor that one can't miss. She's a ray of sunshine to you and me. Audrey touches on the basics of prayer. So sassy soul, friend of God, be inspired by these two phenomenal guests as they share their pearls of wisdom. So the next voices you hear is that of Pastor Audrey Falson and Pastor Henry Franco sharpening you and me in areas that we can learn from and grow into you say so stay tuned stay connected go on now get hold of another cup of tea as God speaks to both you and me more importantly to the many fathers with glee saying son welcome home sassy soul friend of God you are indeed a friend of God to the many fathers out there who think they've lost God is saying come home you are not only my son but you are a friend of God welcome home fathers your sons your daughters are waiting for you we have many fathers out there absent and we have fathers that are present but absent no job makes up for the time that you spend in the company of your children teaching them the ways of the Lord rearing them up in the house of the Lord so come fathers one and all over land over sea wherever you might be into the garden is the place for you to be for you are indeed a mighty God a friend of God welcome home fathers Father, 
Your child has received your name. Yes, your child knows your name, but he has never seen you. Because at his birth, you were not even there. But this morning, he hears every other child talking about their father, who will be celebrating a Father's Day on Sunday. And you <clears throat> will not be received easily. But to this morning, I speak to you, Father. You know that you have a child. You know that you've never, never seen your child. But today, I, I beg you and I plead with you, go back home. Your child will not even ask questions because he is also asking the Lord, please send my father home. And as you go home, know that you are doing what the father, your father's father, and all the father's father, God himself, that is his will today, that you will go home. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So this morning we're going to learn a new worship song. When I first learned this song, it reminded me of God's love. It touches me deeply. He's faithful. The Bible says, times when we are faithless, He's always faithful. So this morning, let's fall in love with Jesus once again. We love you, O Lord. We love you, O Lord.
Marjorie Folsom. Today I will share three points in particular about the basics of prayer. I pray that every listener will be inspired and touched by the Lord's Holy Spirit as you walk into the garden of prayer today. Prayer is talking to God. There are all types of prayers. Regardless to what type of prayer we are praying, our focus should be on being specific, sincere, and steadfast for desired results. It is important when we pray to first be specific, as clear and precise as possible. Secondly, it's important to be sincere, in particularly without pretense, fervent, and from the heart. And thirdly, it's equally important to be steadfast in prayer, that is, committed, faithful, and persistent. As human beings, we communicate with one another through various languages and dialects, including sign language. In the natural, the more time we spend with a person, the better you get to know them. You even get to know their voice. Likewise, We get to know God's voice and his ways the more time we spend talking to him and reading the Bible, his word, which is one of the greatest ways he speaks to us. More on this later as I share with you today. When you're in a relationship with God the Father, his Son Jesus, and Holy Spirit the Comforter, talking with him is called prayer. Jesus as your personal Savior, according to John 3.16, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. By faith, we must believe that whenever you pray, you shall receive. Mark 11, 24, therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. We can talk to him or pray on behalf of ourselves and others through intercession, which is known as intercessory prayer. When praying an intercessory prayer, one makes a plea and stand in the gap before God on behalf of oneself, but most importantly for others. Jesus Christ, our Lord, shows us a perfect intercessory prayer example in the Bible. The Bible says Jesus Christ makes intercession for us at the right hand of God, according to Romans 8.34. Hi, I'm Audrey Folsom. Today I will share three points in particular about the basics of prayer. I pray that every listener will be inspired and touched by the Lord's Holy Spirit as you walk into the garden of prayer today. Prayer is talking to God. There are all types of prayers. Regardless of what type of prayer we are praying, our emphasis and focus today will be on being specific, sincere, and steadfast for desired results. It is important when we pray to first be specific, as clear and precise as possible. Secondly, it's important 
to be sincere, particularly without pretense, fervent, and from the heart. And thirdly, it's equally important to be steadfast in prayer. That is committed, faithful, and persistent. As human beings, we communicate with one another through various languages and dialects, including sign language. In the natural, the more time we spend with a person, the better you get to know them. You even get to know their voice. Likewise, we get to know God's voice and his ways the more time we spend talking to him and reading the Bible, his word, which is one of the greatest ways he speaks to us. More on this later as I share with you today. When you're in a relationship with God the Father, his Son Jesus, and Holy Spirit, the Comforter, talking with him is called prayer. Jesus as your personal Savior, according to John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. By faith, we must believe that whenever you pray, you shall receive. Mark eleven twenty four states, Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. We can talk to him or pray on behalf of ourselves and others through intercessions, which is known as intercessory prayer. When praying an intercessory prayer, one makes a plea and stand in the gap before God on behalf of oneself, but most importantly, for others. Jesus Christ, our Lord, showed us a perfect intercessory prayer example in the Bible. The Bible says Jesus Christ makes intercession for us at the right hand of God. Romans 3, 8, 34. Specific prayer, again, should be precise, clear, clearly defined, and identified within reason and according to your faith. An example of one of the most common prayers among Christians known is the Lord's Prayer. In Luke 11, 1 through 13, again, Jesus praying in a certain place, and when he stopped, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us daily our bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, who has offended us or done us wrong. And bring us not into temptation, but rescue us from evil. Another specific call to prayer is made in 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 2. For of all, then, I urge that petitions, that is specific requests, prayers, intercession, that is prayers for others, 
and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all people for the kings and all who are in positions of high authority so that we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. If you're not getting the results you desire in prayer, could it be you're not being specific enough? Is your request too vague? Are you just saying, Lord, bless me? Bless you how? What is it that you really need? Peace, wisdom, family reconciliation, money for a house, loan approval, healing in your body? James tells us in chapter 1 and 5, if any of you like wisdom, to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given him. In other words, your prayer will be answered. Luke 23, 42 through 43, Jesus interceded for the thief on the cross next to him. The thief's prayer actually contained nine words. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. A rather short prayer, specific and powerful, that was answered. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. When it comes to being sincere or sincerity of heart, this type of prayer should be prayed from the heart. It should be heartfelt and wholehearted. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That's according to Matthew 18:19. When we talk to him on behalf of others, it's called intercessory prayer. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, the Apostle Paul's exhortation to Timothy specified that intercessory prayers should be made for all people, standing in the gap on the behalf of another that's in need of mercy and grace, not just your four and no more. According to the scriptures, man ought to Always be prayerful. Pray without ceasing, says 1 Thessalonians 5.17. We seek to know him even better through reading his word or holy scriptures called the Bible. Some have referred to the B-I-B-L-E as basic instructions before leaving earth. 
This is the book that contains God speaking to us. Praying and time spent with God draws us closer to him. There is a time for travailing in prayer. Psalm 5, 2 through 3 says, Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, while I direct my prayer unto you, and will look up. Sometimes we have to travail before we prevail. Like Hannah, First Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 through 20. Hannah prayed for a child. So Hannah got up after eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his seat beside the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. Hannah was greatly distressed, and she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. She made a vow, saying, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction and suffering of your maidservant, and remember and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, then will I give him to the Lord all the days of his life. A razor shall never touch his head. Now it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips were moving and her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, How long will you make yourself drunk? Get rid of your wine. But Hannah answered, No, my Lord, I'm a woman with a despairing spirit. I have not been drinking wine or any intoxicating drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your maidservant as a wicked and a worthless woman, for I have spoken until now out of my great concern and bitter provocation. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you petition that you have asked for. Hannah said, Let your maidservant find grace and favor in your sight. So the woman went on her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Early the next morning, they arose and worshipped before the Lord and then went back to their home in Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. In the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. Hannah may have been delayed, but certainly not denied. She was so sincere, even the priest thought she was drunk with wine or intoxicated as she travailed. 
Likewise, we must hold on by faith for our children. Hold on for your healing. Hold on for the healing of this world's health crisis. Jeremiah 32 asks, I am the Lord your God. Is there anything too hard for me? Believe to see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Psalm 27, 13. Likewise, we must hold on by faith for your children. Hold on for your healing. Hold on. Travail for the healing of this world's health crisis. When it comes to posture in prayer, there is no fixed or limited posture in which one must seek and talk to God. We may sincerely seek direction from the Lord in prayer, whether in the church pew, altar, at home, kneeling, standing, or lying down prostrate before the Lord, or even driving, if you can pray without closing your eyes. <laughs> Luke twenty-two thirty-one through 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan hath asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. Jesus was sincere. Steadfast in prayer. There must be faithfulness, commitment, firm, fixed in place, not subject to change, and definitely persistent in prayer. Steadfast. Luke 18.1 And also Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not turn coward, that is to become faint, lose heart, and give up. This is in spite of our busyness. Jesus remained faithful, listening for our prayers. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Another example of steadfastness is a widow woman who prayed in the temple. This can be found in Luke chapter 2, 36 through 38. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asia. She was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about 84 years. She departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instance gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Over in Luke 11, verses 5 through 13, then he was praying in a certain place. And when he stopped, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, 
just as John taught his disciples, as mentioned earlier. And he said to them, which of you has a friend? Well, go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine who is on a journey has come and I have nothing to put before him. And he from within will answer, do not disturb me. The door is now closed. My children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and supply you with anything. Mind you, the friend will say this from within. I tell you, although he will not get up and supply anything because he's his friend, yet because of his shameless persistence and insistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door shall be open to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives, and he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be open. What, what father among you, if his son asks for a loaf of bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts that are to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask? Another instance of Jesus' steadfastness in prayer, Mark eight twenty-two through 25. And they came to Bethsaida and brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he caught the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him, Do you possibly see anything? He looked up and said, I see people, but but they look like trees walking in steadfastness. Then Jesus put his hands on his eyes again, and the man looked intently, that is, fixed his eyes on a definite object, and he was restored and saw everything distinctly even what was at distance. Note, even Jesus didn't stop at the first prayer. Perhaps this man received 2020 vision. In Acts 12, we also see an intercessory prayer example where the church asked to pray for Peter, who is in prison. Acts 12, 5, Peter 
therefore was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Steadfast prayer prevailed. Psalm 46, 1 through 5, God is faithful. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters there roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be removed. God shall help her, and that right early. Remember, it's important when we pray to be first specific, as clear and precise as possible. Secondly, it's important to be sincere from the heart. And thirdly, it's equally as important to be steadfast in prayer. That is faithful, committed, and persistent. At this time, I would like to offer prayer for salvation according to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Regardless of your station in life, as you listen to this In the Garden podcast, if you are not in relationship with the Lord Jesus today, whether you are in a prison cell with physical, physical constraints or bondage within your, your mind, wherever you are, and you would like to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, according to John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Paul says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Acts 16.31 He says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's according to Romans 10 and 9. Now, please pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Please forgive me. Come into my heart and life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, help me to live for you the rest of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
now thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for this soul or souls that has given their heart to you today. May they never be the same from this moment forward for your glory. The angels are in heaven rejoicing over new souls. Hallelujah and amen. Welcome to the body of Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. According to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Stay tuned. I look forward to sharing much more with you each time you pop on over into the garden. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Shalom. Storm we can weather, trusting in God's word.
Meditations for Moms Welcome to Meditations for Moms Part 12 Your Will Be Done Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Supporting Scripture, Matthew 6, 9-13 Welcome, sassy mom, to the place to anchor your thoughts to the love of God, the mind of God, the contrite heart of God and into the rest of God. The peace of God, the refuge of God, the anchor of God that holds you together. Peace that quiets your busy mind. And as you settle in and ponder, take a moment to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit 
and thank God and Jesus for coming into your home, into your car, into your workspace, into your home office or wherever you might find yourself today. Now slowly breathe in and out and as you breathe thoughts will come into your mind and that is just fine. It's called thinking. But think of positive thoughts, not judgmental thoughts. First Peter 2 verse 15 For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Take this time and moment to empty your thoughts and relax as you wait to hear from God. Do not be anxious, but be receivable of him who died for thee. Let go of all you're going through and come just as you are into the sanctuary the sacred place, that meeting between you and God, that calming place called serenity. Speak to God about your plans and entrust the plans you have in his hands. Hebrews thirteen twenty to 21 Now may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus that great shepherd of the sheep equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever Amen Sassy mom who is your daddy is he not the first and the last the beginning and the end. Is he not on whom you can depend? Sassy mom, it's so easy to say, not my will Lord, but thy will be done. Yet no sooner have you proclaimed it, you allow the self to settle and remove God's will to say, let my will be done. 
as we make our way to the Lord's Prayer, allow it to say, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Matthew 6, 9-13 Satimam, today you come to an important and challenging part of this beautiful prayer. Just four words, your will be done are four words that affect you to the core deeply. I don't know about you, but there are days that it becomes only lip service and then flesh takes over. Sassy mom, you make plans but do you submit those plans to God, your Heavenly Father? Do you trust the full will of God for your life, your kids, your finances, what you eat or what you drink, your job, your ministry, your friends, your family? Do you trust God's will in everything, for everything? Trust me, it's not always easy, especially when you're in your wilderness, in your drought, in your wasteland season. Having to doubt, but still trusting God to get you out. Sassy mom, for God is not a God of a quick fix, but of a lasting permanent fix. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you anchor to His will and not your will. Sassy mom, make your request to God and trust God for his perfect will in your life. And as you slowly breathe in and out, now thank God for the aid you're going to receive throughout your day and for his imminent grace along your way. Sassy mom, if it's God's will, not yours, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
friends, I've come to the end of my segment today. And Father's Day extravaganza to each and every hearer and listener out there. Thank you for joining me. But to my guests, Pastor Henry Franca, thank you. Audrey Falson, thank you. I hope you were excited and open to receive the many pearls of wisdom from Pastor Henry Franca and Audrey Fulton. So until next time, look up and thank God. And when you look down, it's from the head of the animated bit of ground. And if there's anyone celebrating a birthday on the 18th of June today, happy birthday to you. Perhaps an anniversary. Happy anniversary to you too. And who knows? Perhaps through the grapevine, you heard that you received a promotion. Congratulations to you too. So hey there, sassy soul friend of God. Thank you for tuning in and for sharing the podcast to the many loved ones out there. Thank you to the many fathers tuning in, near or far, from here to there and the countryside, simply out of the blue and nowhere. Thank you for sharing Into the Garden podcast with friends and family and neighbours, co-workers on your various social networks and platforms. Thank you very, very much. To the many frontline workers out there, you are doing a sterling job. Take care. To those tuning in from prisons near and far, you are not alone, you know. And yes, so many are fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to you too. And thank you for choosing Into the Garden, where you're never alone, but we aim to please you too. And wherever you are, over land, over sea, thank you for joining me, Salome Jacobs. And as you look forward to a brand new week filled with a good cheer, and of course trusting God for whatever you have requested Him for, be blessed. I know, welcome home fathers so dear.
And the Holy Spirit, who is a person, is here tonight. And I promise you, I guarantee you, all those are watching before this service is over. You all going to receive that fire. You all going to receive that Holy Spirit. It's the power. It's the love of God. It's the Holy Spirit what is able to change Europe. It's the Holy Spirit what convinced people that Jesus is alive. It's the Holy Spirit what can change the church from monuments into powerful movements. But Jesus said this. To receive the Holy Spirit, I need thirsty people. So if you are thirsty, just open up your hands. Please be quiet. You don't have to scream. Please, please, please be quiet. And if you're here, you go through a dry season. You go here because your heart is broken. You're here tonight. You go through a destructive situation. Holy Spirit is here to touch you your heart to heal your body are you willing to receive the Holy Spirit are you willing to receive the Holy Spirit tonight wherever you are listening open up your hands because your body becomes right now a temple of the Holy Spirit. He wants to live inside of you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to heal you and fill you with hope. Fill you with power. Fill you with the peace you're longing for for so long. Amen. 
pray for 10 more singles. Reaching out for more of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Just pressing in.